0: I'm Zach Schaefer, and this is Let's Hug It Out, a podcast where a guest and I delve into the deepest, darkest depths of our failing mental health. We're pulling out all the stops and talking about what keeps us up at night and how to keep your mind off the painful thoughts that make you want to end it all. This is the podcast for the person who can't muster the courage to get out of bed in the morning, the person who gets unreasonably anxious when they need to make a phone call, the person who thinks that they are dying when a minor medical ailment arises. The one thing that we all want in this world is to know that we are not alone. And this podcast is there for people who have no one. So all you depressives, neurotics, and anxiety-filled, a waste of space that need something to do on a Saturday night, because again, you are alone. This is the podcast for you. If you're actually struggling, please seek the help that you deserve. Please know that the bad thoughts that you are having are not true, and that people care. So without further ado... Take your meds, and enjoy this podcast. Thank you for listening to the very first episode of Let's Hug It Out. Today I'm talking to my very good friend, Jess Ashley. I've known Jess for about two years now, and she and I discussed our depression and how we cope. Please note that this was recorded in the G-Studio at Columbia College, Chicago, so the train noises you're hearing are not actually your schizophrenic auditory hallucinations. The room is just by window. I hope you enjoy. (laughs) So we're here with Jess... My dear friend, how are you today, Jess? What's been going on in your life? How are you feeling?
1: I'm doing all right. I'm trying to get this school semester over with. Getting out of the way.
0: Mm-hmm. The whole final stress and everything.
1: Oh yeah, lots of that. Lots of that.
0: Yeah. No. Big mood. Oh, so this is the first episode of my podcast. Yeah. You're the first it's an honor. you're the first guest, Maiden Voyage. So, uh, yeah, it's about mental health, depression, anxiety, that all that fun, horrible stuff.
1: Got plenty of those.
0: Excellent. So, uh, just a quick start off, what the hell is the matter with you?
1: I've got depression. I've got generalized anxiety. I have obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, and I have uh, borderline personality disorder.
0: Goddamn. All right. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> Now, have you been like properly diagnosed with these things, or yes. is okay? You're yeah. not one of those. You're like oh, I'm depressed.
1: No, I I definitely have seen my fair share of therapists and psychiatrists.
0: Excellent. So you're you're a real one. We gotta. Oh yeah. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> got one of the real ones. So um, how long have you been suffering with these sorts of things, and like what made you? Realize it's like, oh, fuck, no, this isn't normal.
1: So I've definitely had a lot of problems with anxiety since I was probably eight or nine. Um, And I didn't see a proper therapist until I started having problems with depression Mm -hmm. when I was about 13. Uh, I went to go see a therapist and... uh, I went to go see a therapist and started seeing them weekly, started talking about all my issues, gotten a couple of medications, and I've been on different medications, and seeing different therapists since I was about 13. Uh, When I was about 15, I was diagnosed with obsessive compulsive. Last year, I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder.
0: Wow, okay. So um, now you mentioned OCD. What's that? Like, what are your compulsions, and, like, what do you have to deal with?
1: So for me with OCD, it's very much uh, about my thoughts. It's I have I have tics like some mm-hmm. people. A lot of people when they think of OCD, they think, oh, everything has to be clean and neat and organized. And right. I'm an organized person, but I'm definitely not a clean freak. I'm not a germaphobe. For me, my obsessive compulsive disorder is a lot more. Uh, when I think about something, it's all I'm going to think about for hours, if not days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Say a friend of mine said they didn't like my Mm T-shirt. That's fine, but I'm gonna think about that for about a week.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now it's kind of always gonna
1: be in the back of my head. So like
0: you internalize it. It's like, oh, my friend doesn't like my shirt. Does that mean they don't like me? Does it like you get into that whole spiral?
1: That spiral is a little more on the anxiety side than the OCD side, but I definitely have that. Mm -hmm. Um, The OCD is just more. I can't get rid of the thought. Um, Right. Also, of course, there's tics. Like I things have to be in sevens. Um, when I walk down the street, mm-hmm. I can't step on the cracks. And if I do, I'm very, very conscious about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Um, do you walk over the grates, the subway grates?
1: I refuse. Really? If I do, again, very conscious about it and I'm thinking about it and I'm staring at it the mm-hmm. whole time.
0: I um, used to not like it, but, like, I've gotten used to it at this point, so.
1: Yeah, I'm afraid that I'm going to fall to my death.
0: Yeah, no, that's a genuine fear. Yeah.
1: Especially the ones from when the Devil Dogs have like the big circle you can see down there that you mm. fall at least like thirty feet.
0: Yeah, right outside my building, like they had the light on in it one time, and there was like a ladder going down. Oh, it was no. like twenty. I was like, "Fuck that!" No, no that's <laughs> it scary. was real bad. So, um, yeah, uh, depression. What's that? What do you deal with there? Is this like a constant thing you're dealing with? Like, what medications are you taking? How do you know when you're feeling depressed? And like, how do you like deal with it to get yourself out of that slump?
1: Yeah. So, I've, I've definitely dealt with depression for a very long time. There's ups and there's downs. Uh, over the past year, it's definitely been a big roller coaster. Uh, but I'm on, at the, at the moment, as far as medication goes, I'm on 40 milligrams of Prozac mm-hmm. and uh, 20 of propranerol, and that one I take, like, as needed for more performance anxiety type things. Okay. Uh, but Prozac for depression and OCD. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I do. I also, I see a therapist semi-regularly. I have a psychiatrist who I see about my drugs. And I'm also in a group. Um, mm-hmm. It's called, it's a DBT group. And DBT is Dialectical Behavioral Therapy. And okay. that's where you learn very hands-on skills to deal with anxiety mm-hmm. and depression. Mm-hmm. So I'm in a group that I go to once a week uh, with about eight other people to learn these skills.
0: All right, now, what are some of those skills?
1: Um, well, one of them is and instead of but. Like if you, mm. say you wake up and you really, really don't want to go to work, you feel like absolute shit, you right. don't want to do it, you don't want to go to work, don't want to go to class or whatever. So you wake up and you're like, I don't want to go to class, I have to, mm-hmm. but I don't want to. And you have that mindset of I don't want to go to class, but I'm going anyway. And it's more about accepting and recognizing and validating those feelings and saying, I don't want to go to class, and I'm going to class. These are two things that are existing at the same time in my head. Okay. Like, I, I have to go to class, and I really don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. So I'm validating those feelings and letting them be what they are, and that's a lot easier to deal with than trying to shove them down and just deal with what you're doing.
0: Okay. That makes sense. So, um, what else was another thing you mentioned about what your your fucked upness?
1: Yes, um, <laughs> there's like borderline personality disorder. Right. Uh, that's that's a new one. Uh, that one, it's I, it's it's very much what a lot of people assume bipolar is, mm-hmm. which is just changing from. One state of mind to the next in like a matter of minutes. Mm -hmm. And that's more what borderline is. Uh, It's also a lot of it is being very heavily attached to people very easily. Um, Most people, a lot of people who have borderline, um, have had narcissistic parents and are used to having to constantly please. Uh, having to constantly prove themselves. And so they do that in their own life, and that kind of comes to fruition as an adult through Borderline.
0: Mm -hmm. All right, well, that sounds awful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's all about therapy. That DBT really helps get that under control. Mm -hmm. Learning to deal with these things. Right,
0: that's important. All right, so is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything you'd like to say to the listeners that might be dealing with these same sorts of things?
1: Reach out for help. Uh, I know it's hard. It definitely was hard for me at first, and it's still hard for me now, even though I regularly see a therapist. It's expensive. Mental health is an expensive thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the very least, try to find a friend who can handle you talking to them. Mm -hmm. Talk to them. Right. But don't put it all on one person, because that's hard. Mm -hmm. So... Just run it out. Make internet friends if you have to. Just talk to someone.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I guess I'll talk about what keeps me up at night now. Absolutely. <laughs> me so this was um, I hadn't really have, had ever done, dealt with like mental illness, depression, anxiety until last year. Mm-hmm. So this was even it was like second semester last year. I just started getting like super depressed, like not wanting to get out of bed, just feeling generally awful. All the goddamn time and I would be getting like what like the closest thing I could compare it to would be a panic attack I've never been like properly diagnosed with any panic attack depressive any kind of thing but like I couldn't function I'd get this like feeling in my chest and like in my head like this fog and I like I couldn't do anything I'd be like trying to work like write a paper or something and I'd feel it come on and I would just like sulk into the bathroom and then just like sit on the toilet for like 15 20 minutes just like shaking, not being able to, like, think or really feel anything, just feeling awful.
1: That's a big old panic attack, honey.
0: <laughs> I should get that checked out then, probably, you yeah. think? But, um, yeah, so I would, and this would be happening, like, almost daily. Yeah. Like, my big thing that I work with is, like, I'm, like, loneliness is my major issue. If I don't spend, like, enough time, like, with my friends, if I'm inside just, like, on the internet all day, I just, I feel awful. Yeah. It's, it's terrible and so that's something that I really try is like I try to go out with my friends and like have fun and then just like you know being hey let's go over here and that's what you know it's that dopamine you know that sweet sweet thing that we all crave that we all need
1: for sure that's definitely something I've noticed with with people who have depression and anxiety we kind of have this meter that we have to fill up like if it's not mm. to a certain point with enough interaction then we get depressed but it can also go. It can also get too full mm. and we've had too much interaction and then yeah. we get anxious from no that's that, true from from just our glass getting too full i do we, need
0: my alone time like yeah. ev- like every night i just need to like sit down like you know a cup of tea some reddit yeah so uh, that's i definitely that's something that i still value even though that i hate being alone for too long i just need to like decompress you know put the earbuds in yeah and Finding just chill
1: Finding that perfect place is, is hard especially in college because mm-hmm. we're constantly surrounded by people but we're all doing something so right. sometimes we can feel incredibly overwhelmed by the exposure that we're having but still lonely at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's hard.
0: what a that's what I think is like big thing that like set me off was like fuck, I'm in college. I'm not entirely sure what I want to be doing. So it was especially a thing with like working too with like when I would be going to class and it was a radio production class, right? And, you know, my radio production skills are admittedly subpar. But And then I would, like, listen to, like, other people's, you know, incredible fucking productions. And then I'd be like, oh, fuck, I'm never going to have that. So, like, literally, I would be in the class and I would, like, have, feel, have the panic attack coming on, leave class, and then, like, go to the bathroom, sit there for a few minutes, come back and finish my work. Yeah. It was a horrible experience. And yeah. I would not wish it upon anybody.
1: What have, you, what have you done since then to, to help cope with that?
0: Since then, I knew, like, th- um, at the time, like, I knew that, like, cleaning would be something that would be very, like, therapeutic for me because, mm-hmm. you know, we were four or five guys in one bathroom. That's what we, we all shared a bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. So we would be, I would, like, clean the bathroom to, like, just, like, get my mind off it and just, like, have everything neat and be able to just, like, keep my thoughts somewhere else. that's something that really helped. As for seeking, like, proper professional treatment, I haven't done that yet because that's another big step of, like, the anxiety. It's like, okay, like, I feel awful, but, like, if I tell somebody, like, that's taking that step, you know, and that's a terribly, like, confusing, like, I don't know. I don't even, I'm not even sure what I'm feeling, right? Yeah. So, like, even, like, I haven't even told this to my parents, honestly. Yeah. But, like, because I don't know what they would say. I don't know how they would react. I just wouldn't want to deal with that because that's another big, like, stressful thing when your parents are getting involved. And then, like, you know, go see the therapist. You got to go out and talk to them when you just want to, like, lay in bed all day. You know what I mean?
1: No, I know exactly what you mean. It's, it's hard. Uh, I was I was lucky. Not lucky in the sense that it is the thing, but lucky in the sense that I was able to get help because my own... Father has a lot of problems with uh, a lot of mental issues, and so my household was very much a therapy positive environment. Oh, that's good. And it was easy for me to be like, Hey, I think I'm depressed, I need to see a therapist. But I've, I know it's it's really hard for people where like you would be the first one in your direct family that's going to therapy, right? And that's a weird, exactly. it's a hard issue to bring up mm-hmm. because. Some parents are super accepting. Some parents are like, well, why do you need that? You can just talk to me. It's, right. It's complicated, and you don't want to have to explain it, especially when you're an adult. Mm-hmm. But it's But it's, it's complicated. And honestly, I would say if you it's, – it's a big step. It is, definitely. It is hard. Um, but I, I would definitely say, like, maybe try talking to the school counselor. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard to get into, but at least taking that step, and it kind of makes it a little bit easier just to right. talk to someone about it. Mm-hmm.
0: I've definitely, I've noticed that I've been better since then, since last yeah. year. Like, I, I know I had the summer, and I would st- I'd be, like, at work, and I'd just, like, I'd feel it come on, but I'd kind of force myself through it, because, you know, I'm at work. I can't, you know, take the time off, because it was a very time-important time important you know, activity that I was doing. Right. Time sensitive activity. So um
1: you found different coping coping mechanisms though that, that right. helped you. Mm-hmm. Like I was like just
0: thing? like a big thing that really helped me was like knowing that other people were feeling this way. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's a there's a great subreddit called To Me IRL for me IRL. Do you know what I'm talking I about? I do know what you're talking mm-hmm.
1: about. It's very relatable.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. It's just like, oh yeah, no, that's that's me. It's like some mhm. It's great yeah. stuff. Check it out. Yeah. But um yeah, I noticed that like um it's just the hanging out with like the good, decent people in your life, you know, people that you love and care about. Absolutely. That's something that's incredibly important to me and that's something that genuinely helps my overall state. It's um it's definitely not, you know, a hundred percent, but it's like it's significantly better than what it was.
1: Right. And I think I think with mental health, it's kind of never gonna be one hundred percent. Right, exactly. It's just finding ways to make you feel as comfortable and as much of you as possible mm-hmm. while dealing with that little bit. Right. That's that's. It's there. just that
0: dull pain in the back of your mind that you need to ignore.
1: You just kind of have to figure out how to deal with it.
0: Right. You know, it's not, it's not completely debilitating unless you let it. Yeah. So you need Absolutely. to. It's definitely important to take the steps on your own to. Go forth, seek help, try to find what works for you, and all that nice stuff.
1: Yeah, use the resources you have, for sure.
0: Exactly. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: That's it. I appreciate you talking
0: to me. Yeah, thanks for talking to me. Do you want to hug it out? I
1: do want to hug it out. Excellent. Okay. Uh, there we love go. Love that hug. It's
0: Great. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed. Thank you for listening to Let's Hug It Out. If you like what we do or need some cheering up in your life, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Let's Hug It Out, where we've put all our podcast-based activities as well as links to mental health services for those of you that need it. Stay strong and thank you for listening.